Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bellingham Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with Valerie Richardson. Welcome, Valerie. Thank you. Thank you. And we are talking about the first quarter of 2022 and just giving a little market review and then what we're seeing in the second quarter. Mm. So just a general real estate market update. And I have Valerie on because Valerie is one of our most veteran brokers. So she, you've seen both You've seen this cycle, a cycle like this before. Yep. So share with everybody um, your real estate background. Um, I started here with John L. Scott in 2002. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've been through a couple of these cycles. What, yeah. mu- what month in 2002? February. Oh, so you, okay. So you exactly one more year in the business than I did. Cause I was, well, yeah. just a little over. Cause I was like March, April of 2003. Yeah. yeah. So just barely. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a full year, full <laughs> year of more experience than me. So, you know, we got to give you credit for that. So, um, so you've been through this, although it's, it's quite a bit different though, isn't it? I mean, it's not the same. It's, it's so much different. It's, you know, I mean, there are seller markets and we've had some, some really strong ones, but this one's kind of a little bit more voracious. Yeah. I mean, it's very, you have to be on it to, yeah. to, uh, as a buyer to win a, get a house in this market. I mean, I'd say even more so than 2008, 2007. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so touching on the numbers. So the first quarter of 2022, we saw 16% home appreciation. And that number can vary. If you look at different markets, Bellingham was 10%. That is really from December. Um, you could wiggle the numbers. You could say that um, it was more like 10% home appreciation, depending on if you go back to October. But essentially 10 to 16% home appreciation in the first three months of, yes. of 2022, yeah. um, we saw inventory stay or drop um, and an absorption rate now of a half a month for Bellingham, um, 0.8 month for Whatcom County. So under a one month supply, which means homes are selling faster than their more homes are selling than what's coming on the market still. Yeah. Um, and we saw sales down about 10%, actually 11% from this first quarter of 2021, which was a record-breaking year. So sales are still strong, but lack of inventory, right? So that's the story as far as the numbers go. And then, of course, the other big thing is interest rates. Interest rates um, uh, started at 3.25. They're now upwards. They were they were at 4.67 at the end of March, but are they, what, 4.75 or what are they they're now? Little, and they're a little bit higher. Even, right? And they're making buyers very nervous. Right. Closer yes. to 5% even yep. right now. So mm-hmm. interest rates have been rising. So that is kind of the scoop on where things are. I wanted to have you on also because the way things have been going, the stories that you hear before, multiple offers, 50,000 over, 25,000 over, those are cute stories from like last year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, if only. Yeah, yeah. twenty five thousand dollars over. <sighs> Share with everybody the a couple of the sales you've had this year. Yeah, I've had a couple of kind of outliers, but yeah. um, one was I represented a buyer. The other is representing a seller. Mm-hmm. So on the buyer side, um, you know, we we ended up with an escalation. There were thirty four offers. Mm. And when we, coming into the offer review time, we're learning just about how many offers were coming in. It was a real, it was a real gut check with, mm. with the buyer as to, you know, how much do you want this house mm-hmm. and how much do you want to stop looking for a house <laughs> and, and, right. and move this forward. Um, and we came in 
really strong. We even the day of the um, of the review, we upped it another. We bumped up another that morning and changed our offer, and that's the only reason we got the house. So you. So this one was. Uh, the list price was four fifty, and we mm. we bought it at seven hundred thousand dollars. So two hundred fifty thousand over asking price. Yeah, and we should throw a caveat. And on we that. weren't alone at that price. We just oh, there you, was another one a little bit higher, but we were cash. So I was going to mention that with that one in particular, it started a little bit low. Yeah, the sellers definitely wanted multiple offers. They wanted it gone. It was Naz's kind of fixer home. Mm -hmm. Could have easily been listed for five fifty, six hundred thousand, maybe even. Um, but definitely no, no one would have assumed necessarily would go for 700. Um, but 34 offers, 250,000 over asking price, um, 700. You said there was another, there's one a little bit higher, a little bit higher. And you guys were cash wave everything or did you, yeah, wave I think it? we did a pre, we did a pre inspection, pre -inspection on that. And then we were able to wave a lot of things, wave a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So 250,000. And, and then so, of course you're not worrying about an appraisal with cash. Right. So you have somebody who maybe comes in at 650. Maybe they waived appraisal. Maybe they waived inspection. And they're feeling pretty good. They come 200,000 over asking price. Oh, and maybe my, they yeah. came in. Maybe they came in seventh or eighth place. I mean, which is, Well, you know, and our <laughs> offer was like that the night before. Oh, it, so you had just lost we, out on a home? No, no. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean that's where it was? That's where it then, was. I'm sorry. And then we had to do a gut check when I found out how many offers were coming in. And that's a. And that, you know what? I've got to tell you, that buyer is so happy. Yeah. She has what the story she told me is I feel like I got under that door coming down, like, you know, you're in a movie and the door's coming down and you're trying to scream under the door. Yeah. And she got the property that she wanted, that she needed in a certain configuration that was specific to what she needed to do with her life. She got right under that door and barely caught the last shoelace, right? So it all depends on where you're at and what your buyer needs are. That's and, a good point. And you got to just, if you see it, you need to go all in if you're going to get the house. Well, and when did that close? Um, what? Just a couple of months ago. Couple, But here's here's the thing is when I was looking at the, stati uh, the statistics, most of the 12, 11 to 16% home appreciation so far this year actually came really in mid-February through March. And yeah. so, you know, a sale like that, um, maybe at the time, 450, 500 seemed like an okay list price. Things have kind of reset essentially yes. to where that wouldn't even necessarily look like if you relisted that for 700,000 today, even just two months later, it yeah. wouldn't seem that off. And so it's not like she bought it way on way over no. what the market was kind of creating it's even just in where that. are we headed and, yeah. and is is it better to bite bite it now and, and get it? Yeah. Or wait. You and know, when, and this buyer was she somebody who wanted that home for the long term? Yes. Right. And when you have like um other uh requirements like you need to plan for extended family or be able to one of the things that's really hot right now are are um an option for for extended family. An exterior separate entrance, possible make it a rental for rental income. Or additional dwelling of, unit. Anything like that yeah. is really in demand. And so if you find something like that and all you got to do is fix it up. And if you can, you know. Then yeah, that one had a basement, gotta, right? With a walkout basement, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With an exterior entrance. That's true. And it had a lot of other nice features too. So it there just was. Needed, it just needed some loving. So know? it still has upside even at the purchase That's price. That's a great upside. Yeah. yeah. And wait till next year.
<laughs> indeed, you know? indeed. Because last year I had a buyer, and I remember saying, I can't pay $600,000 for a split entry on Alabama Hill. And I was like, no, you can't. I mean, that just seems like a lot. Well, look where we are now. Right, Yeah. right. Well, and so it's kind of like the conversation has become – um, because things have been going up so rapidly, it's very easy to get caught up in, well, gosh, I could have got that for this at that point. The better question right now is, okay, well, what do you think things are going to be like in a year yes. and um, or in two years? And do you see any path to where that's going to be lower price for you or less or less expensive for you to buy? If the answer is no, then it doesn't really matter, actually, in a Not lot of ways, all. what yeah. what happened in the past. No. Um, That's gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Waiting so, is not your friend right now. No, no. And so talk about the listing then, too, because this is just oh as good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So then another dramatic one was um, – um, so I listed a house. You know, there these things kind of market responses happen when uh, you have sort of a unique property, especially. Mm -hmm. So – uh, how long has it been since we listed a really nice Rambler in a really nice mature neighborhood, pretty central in Bellingham, um, privacy in the backyard, beautiful grounds, moving condition. Every time you put an and to something, yeah. the price goes up. Right. And pretty soon you've got the unicorn. Yeah. So that's what I had. Yeah. And so we listed a lovely, lovely Rambler, about 2,200 square feet. Yeah. I listed at 800 we had, I know we had a couple of people drive up from the Portland area and someone else flew in from somewhere mm. to see this house. And we got 12 offers and it pended and closed at 1,145,000. Wow. So it was 272,000 over asking. 272,000. Another one like that. And I have to preface this by saying that this is not, I'm not trying to make this sound like this is the normal. No. Um, but, but it is telling on what these are great happen. examples of what can happen and have happened in the first quarter of 2022. Right. Um, and those are things, those are two sales in Bellingham both. Yes. That have been a part of, but not the complete picture of what's been kind of resetting things. Right. Um, so yeah, now it's like you just said it. So now if you have a sprawling rambler that's modern, move-in ready, mature all, landscaping, all great neighborhood. Everybody's looking for it. That the demand is so high that, you know, seventy hundred thousand now is not going to get it done, and now it's a million dollar property essentially. Right. Um, and that's it's just it's just it's just the world we're living in. And unfortunately, there's a couple builders who are trying to build those homes. Skiers. Mm -hmm. You know, it, was that a Skiers home? Originally, yeah, it was built it by was, Dick Skiers. Yeah. And um, so that's a Skiers built. They're trying to build, and I know that their new homes are going to be starting over a million. So it's not like, and you just said it had, and the, especially the over 2,000 square foot ones that oh. they're going to be building. Mm -hmm. And so you just said it's even the resale market, but it had the mature landscaping. It had probably some things that a new home wouldn't have. Absolutely. And that yeah. that is exactly right. Right. Yeah. People don't like the, the better than new joke, but there is some things about. I, there is something when it's mature landscaping yeah. all around so that you have a sense of privacy. See, their yeah. privacy is the thing. Right. 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 That, that adds to that one. You know, in any market, buyer market, seller market, recession, pandemic, it's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Right. And when people say, what do you think this will sell at? I mean, we are having a hard time predicting yeah. because we don't know what someone is actually willing to pay for things. Right. I mean, right. You can't really predict that. And um, so you go as, as best you can and 
and then put it to the entire market mm -hmm. and let the market dictate. And so before we jumped off, um, I wanted to touch on just this new world we're living in as far as how offers are working, how buyers can navigate this market, and kind of what's happening moving forward. Um, obviously, with interest rates rising, it's it's actually, I'm finding when I'm looking at the numbers, it's having two effects. So on one, on one, on one, you know, measure, you can see that, okay, there's going to be a, a slew of first time home buyers that are just going to fall out of the market and that are, are going to be pushed out of the market, unfortunately, or getting pushed into outer markets because affordability obviously is a, is a major issue. On the other hand, you have um, sellers who maybe were going to sell and, and put their house in the market this last month or two or in this next couple months. But with rising interest rates, they're hesitating to make the move. And because, wait, shoot, can I even buy? What can I buy? You know, and then mm -hmm. you have this self-fulfilling thing where if enough people aren't moving, right. then you have less and less inventory. So they don't see selection. They also see the higher interest rates. Maybe they have a two and a half percent rate on their house. Yeah. And so you just have less inventory. Less inventory affects obviously home pricing. And so, um, and then you add that on, compound that on the fact that we just don't have the new construction. And with the pandemic, um, we're not going to have it for a while still um, at nearly the level we need. We have this interjecting thing where home sales are slowing down um, because of rising rates, because of low inventory, but home appreciation continues. Right. And um, and so and this demand for every great listing that comes on continues. How um, buyers are having to we're using all sorts of techniques to help our buyers get into homes, um, right? And all sorts of new resources, new bridge loans that we're working with. You know, you know how we're using. Uh, we have a couple partnering lenders that we're doing new bridge loan mm -hmm. products for. What kind of conversation are you having with a buyer today that's different than it was a year or two ago? Um, you kind of touched on, you know, you got to be really serious about what you want to do. Um, but yeah. I mean, what, how is that, how has that conversation changed for you? Yeah. Don't give up if you have financing. It's not that, oh, I can never yeah. compete with cash. True. That's not, no, you can. Yeah. You might need to outbid them. Yeah. Right. But um, we're, we're having conversations about earnest money mm -hmm. and, and making enough of an earnest money or even a non-refundable deposit, which, yep. you know, there's a gut check for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're very confident in your financing, if you've gotten all the way through underwriting, that's awesome because mm -hmm. that's that is really strong. That takes risk out for the seller and it makes you more competitive. Mm -hmm. If you have extra cash, put it toward additional down payment mm -hmm. and tell the seller that through the 22 AD form mm -hmm. that you you will cover any shortfall in mm -hmm. appraisals because that's another thing a seller worries about. Mm -hmm. You want to take all the as much of the risk out as you can financially afford for the sellers to make it most competitive. Yeah, and I think that that is the difference between um, now and before is buyers could still, even in a, a very strong hot seller's market a year or two ago, still say, okay, I'm gonna wait on figuring out a couple of these things until I get under contract. Nothing mm. is, there's, no, there's not room for any of that now. No. So buyers who are not 100% you know, pre-underwritten, pre-approved, have all their ducks in a row, um, are just not even competitive. And then um, we call it buyer ready day one. That's the John L. Scott term. 
But what you're touching on is really, it's like everything is now pre-offer essentially. It's like, I got to get yep. fully underwritten. Yep. Um, I have to pre-inspect the house a lot oh, of times. please pre-inspect if you get a chance. Yeah, I have My to gosh. do everything up front yes. so that I can approach the seller with an offer that has in, in that has very little risk for them, but mm -hmm. it is as strong as possible. But it's also because I've done even more due diligence. Right. So the buyers have to do more and more due diligence up front. And, that's, and, that, and that is going to continue to be the theme into the spring and summer, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and write the strongest offer that you can. Mm -hmm. You know, if this is the house, you got to go all in. Don't go past. Yeah. But go all in and, to get it. Yeah. Because it, it is a very competitive market. You do your research ahead of time and, and then. Yeah. And uh, so if you need help with such a thing, um, you can see that Valerie has. She's helping her clients win on the purchase end. You don't necessarily have to go two hundred fifty thousand over to, to no, win. No, no, no. We're talking about extremes today. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's fun to talk yes, about. Yes, it is but, fun. It is. Yeah. It is interesting. And then, um, but we do hope to repeat your success um, on the listing side yes, for your seller. For, your, for, your, for your sellers. That was really. Yeah. It's good for the seller. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's that's the thing is it's kind of monopoly money where you know hopefully you have a house to sell and you can take advantage of the market at the same time you're trying to make the move. Yeah. Um, so thanks for jumping on, Valerie. Yeah, sure. Happy this was to. fun. And uh, thanks for watching our listening, guys. Cheers.